We and we are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. That is such a good Taylor Swift mix. Thank you. I Even love Taylor. Said you didn't like Taylor. Yeah, you I, don't like her, but that was so good. I terrorize your ears too. And my name is Stanley Fritz, in case you guys just tuned in. And I'm here with Selena Hill and Alyssa Fuchs. And we just finished talking about homegrown terrorism with an amazing guest, Farah Pandit. And she told us all about how ISIS is targeting young Americans to bring them over. And we also talked about the Patriot Act as well. So I want to throw it to Alyssa to give her first story for the news roundup. Yeah, so big story this week is that a U.S. appeals court, which is not the highest court, obviously the highest court is the Supreme Court. They have not decided this specific issue yet, um, but essentially this U.S. appeals court ruled that the NSA's surveillance program, which collects data, uh, bulk data collection, uh, is unconstitutional. Now, another portion of this news story is that, as I mentioned in the previous segment, on June 1st, the Patriot Act is coming up for renewal, and specifically Section 215, which is what enables the government to create programs to mass collect data and content. And so there's a big debate now going on about the Patriot Act, and it's definitely something that we should focus on. And of course, there's really two sides to this debate, which is one, you have a group of people that will say, look, see this terrorist attack that just happened on our own soil right here in Texas? That's exactly why we should renew the Patriot Act. That's exactly why the government should be able to listen to communications. And they will always say something like, well, you know, if you're not doing anything wrong, then you don't have to worry about anything. On the other side of that discussion is people that, like myself, that feel that this is very intrusive and that it gives the government the ability to recreate a personality profile of you, whether you're doing anything wrong or not, and that it invades on your privacy and that when it invades on your privacy, it thwarts the ability for us to have like really important conversations because we're worried about the government constantly surveilling everything that we do. That's what I liked about Farah on the previous segment. It's what she highlighted was it's not as much like what we're missing, what we're seeing on the surveillance. It's more so how they like how ISIS and these other groups are targeting people, Americans from this country. They're using different things. So, for example, a lot of these young folks are lost. They don't know their place in the world yet. And maybe they, they are Muslim religion or they aren't at the time yet. And they see these things that kind of speak to them and it, and it draws them to the to ISIS or Al-Qaeda. And the question for the United States should be, well, like, what are they saying and what are we not saying? What are they doing? What are we not doing? Because that will work uh, go a lot further than just, like, trailing someone's emails because, obviously, that didn't help much with Texas. And it didn't help and, in Boston. And and it, the reason why it doesn't help is because this is bulk information. We spoke about this um, back when Edward Snowden first made this the leak in the NSA in 2013. And we talked about when you have all this data, there's no way that you can comb through it. All, by, by by collecting all of this data, it is ineffective. So basically, we're sacrificing and compromising our civil liberties. They're collecting all this data, and they can't even do anything with it. We need a strategic plan if we want to combat homegrown terrorism. And again, our guests did a great job at saying, you know what? Forget that. We Why don't we take a page out of ISIS book? Look what they're doing right. to target them. That's uh, what we I need mean, to do. It, it, then we should. But the thing is, in order to be able to do that, and this goes back to my theme that I bring up all the time, is everything is related to everything else. In order to be able to do that, we have to point to ways that we're giving young people in this country opportunity to get ahead. And we're not doing that when we have like student loan interest rates that are at 8.5%. That's not 
telling kids that we want to give them opportunity to go to college and to get ahead in that way. Like how, you know, the the reason why ISIS has been so effective is their propaganda, which is like come to the caliphate, essentially, you know, be and fight for our ideals and this, that and the other. And we're going to give you opportunity to do X, Y and Z. How can the U.S. when that look? I mean, for example, and to bring in another story this week, um, the Republicans released like a, a, a draft budget this week. And of course, just like the last draft budget they released, it would it was gutting the social safety net and gutting these programs and gutting this, that, and the third. So when you're going to take away these kinds of opportunities from people, then how do you turn around and and do the same type of propaganda and say, like, well, the U.S. is going to give you opportunity X, Y, Z, when you're gutting the very things that give Americans opportunity? I think you're missing one subtle thing. And, guys, if you want to jump into this conversation or tell us, give us another news story, our number is 212-650-6903, or you can tweet us at BeHerd underscore radio. But the very, the very thing you're missing, which is very subtle, yes, we have all these programs that they're cutting and they're not providing services for us. But, and once again, as a person of color, I can speak to this. When you're in a country where you don't feel like you're wanted there or you feel like you're stigmatized because of who you are and where you come from, and then now that country is telling you you have to love them. What else do you expect to happen? Um, and I'll give you a good example of this. I was watching A Different World last night, a very old show. That's a and, great show. Yeah, and like one of the uh, members, he was going to um, Desert Storm to war. And they were mad, like, you make, you're sending us to war to fight in some country we never heard of against people who didn't, anything, didn't do anything to us. Meanwhile, you're calling us the N-word and, on, the, on the states. And a big problem for a lot of people who feel disconnected from this country, whether it be women, LGBT, black, um you know, Middle Eastern, whatever it is, it's the way the country itself treats you. Um, and I think I think that is a bigger issue even even than, like, not giving people resources because we've always been an under-resourced com- country when it comes to lower, you know, um, poor people. But it's different being white poor and black poor or white poor and Middle Eastern poor. And I think that's another issue we need to address. No, definitely, I agree. It's definitely. And again, guys, I just want to throw the number in there. The number is 212-650-6903. Speaking of black and white issues, I wanted to talk about this restaurant in Colorado. Colorado. Oh, sorry. Who is owned by two Latino men. Um, they have an upcoming White Appreciation Day where they will be giving only white people a 10% discount on their meals. Isn't that like 365 days out of the year? Well, here's their argument. We have Black History Month. We have Latino History Month. We have Women's History Month. Why can't we celebrate white people? I mean, think about it. How hard do white people have it in the U.S.? White how, people have it very hard. Like, how know? much discrimination do they have to go through? Can we appreciate them for once? Yes, white <laughs> people have it very hard in this world. I mean, I mean Alyssa, look would, at this. would you well, support uh, there you know, and go get a 10% uh, uh, discount? Just, just to play devil, not devil's advocate per se, but you, you know, you're grouping all white people together when there's many minority groups within white people. Like, white like women? Black no. Like, for example, no, within the just within the group of white people, right? Mm-hmm. You have white women. They're mm-hmm. not they don't own, enjoy the same occupants, uh, occupied privilege as a white man does. Um, you have, but you will at that restaurant. I mean, yes, maybe at that restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you saying. have you have LGBT uh, people, uh, white LGBT people that definitely do not enjoy who are discriminated against, not like black people or Latinos are. But I'm just saying there's variance. My point is there's variance between the privileged white male that you think of as like the 
you know, the one person. Then you have like like white Jews, right? Yeah. Jews, white Jews have been discriminated against and still are. The anti-Semitism that's been going on lately because people confuse being against Israeli policies with being anti-Semitic or with not liking Jewish people. So just remember when you talk about like just like there's just different. White is a color of the skin, but it doesn't represent ethnicity and it doesn't represent the minority groups that fall within the color white. Alyssa, I'm going to tell you, you know, I love you, but you just, that just went right over my shoulder. You know why? Because we had that same argument for people of color all the time. But you know what they say about that? N-I-G-G-E-R. Don't even matter. And here's another thing. White has different levels and different classes and different privileges. All those privileges are still ranked higher than people of color in general. Nobody's and discounting I'll give you, that. I'll give you a, a perfect example of that we just gained an additional 232,000 jobs this past month. Unemployment rate went down to 5.4% for um, for Caucasians, it was at 4.9%. For African Americans, it was at 9.6%. No, I agree. At Latino Americans, it was 6.9%. Nobody's discounting that. That's so, not what I'm trying so, to say. No, I, I don't, don't think that I, there should be a white appreciation day, nor do I think no, that they I should give a discount. I, I just want you to understand that there are minority groups within the white race and, and that we I'm, should recognize. And what I'm saying is that even though there are minority groups, they still hold a privilege over underrepresented groups. So like that, I never said they didn't. And what I'm saying is, you know what I was thinking? I'm gonna tell them I'm white. If <laughs> I had that opportunity, I'd be like, "Look, you don't know my ancestry. You don't know my lineage. I identify as white. Can I have a? Why can't I get the discount? I would love to see what they would do." So that was well, just. Can my we turn. talk about this before we go yes. to break, real quick? Yes, can sure. we talk about the woman in Nebraska who sued all homosexuals on behalf of God and Jesus? Did you get a summons for that? Uh, I didn't, <laughs> um, but apparently the judge dismissed the lawsuit, Aww. and the what the court said was that essentially the court is not the place to seek opinions regarding theological matters. This particular form is closed and the case will be dismissed. So what was her argument, Alyssa? Her argument was that she was an ambassador of God and Jesus and that she was suing every homosexual in the world because she wanted homosexuality to be declared sinful. And the court essentially said that courts of law are not the place to answer theological discussions. Did she take a sanity test before this? I don't know. It was a pro se lawsuit that was filed on a, a lined piece of paper, very similar to the piece of paper I have here in studio if you're watching us on Ustream. Um, and it was filed uh, pro se in the Nebraska District Court in Omaha, and it was almost summarily dismissed. I hope she trips and falls into a happy gay couple. I want her to fall down. <laughs> Speaking of people that may need to take sanity tests, so Mike Huckleby actually declared his candidacy yes, in 2016. Yes. I can't wait. That, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't he the one who was like bashing um, Beyonce not too long ago and yeah. saying that the Obamas should not be supporting Beyonce because of these sexually charged lyrics she has? And I'm like, Mike, you just don't want the millennial vote. Like, if you knew what was good for you, you would support the agency. But you don't. I just I just want Mike Huckabee to run for office, and I can't wait for the debates when he and Rick Santorum and all these other people start saying crazy things. Did you see Saturday Night Live last night? No, no I, I didn't. Go watch the cold open. I will. The this. best part is when they have the guy come out, and he's like, I'm Rand Paul. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Speaking of um, blowing things up, so not too long ago on our show, we spoke about um, the crisis in Yemen and the radical group, the, the Houthis, who were causing a lot of mischief and you can check that show out on our website lyvbh.com or you can subscribe to our podcast on itunes if you want to hear it and i want to say that the houthi signed a peace agreement i was so happy when i heard that news this morning so i mean i'm i'm sure you guys remember about what was happening the instability the war and everything else going on in yemen and hopefully they're making progress for now 
You know, I know we're going to go to break, um, but speaking of instability and war, apparently some of the girls who were abducted by Boko Haram were rescued. Unfortunately, almost all of them are pregnant. Ooh, are you... Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is crazy. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. So they, NPR is reporting about it if you want more why information. Why can't people... Uh, I can't say that's. Oh, that I wish we could end on a happy note. Like... <laughs> That I is the horrible. Tour. Yay. That's not a happy note. That's a very... You know what? We're going on break, guys. I'm tired of being harassed in here by Selena, who's very mean. No, you'd rather be harassed by the police. We're going to talk about that next. I'm going to upgrade you, Melissa. But I'm alone for a reason. Sending me a drink ain't appeasing. Believe me, come harder. This won't be easy. WHCR 90.3 FM, New York. Hi, this is Maurice Watts, better known as The Voice, and your radio host of The Love Zone, reminding you that this Friday night, I need you to stop on by my place, The Love Zone, from 8 p.m. until the stroke of midnight, where you will hear some of the best R&B love songs of today and yesteryear. That's right, we take you from 1948 and bring you all the way up to the present, baby. Been serving you your love for over 22 long years. So, hey, mark your calendar. This Friday at 8, you and I have a date. I'll see you there. WHCR 90.3 FM, New York. Oh, yeah. where, where you and I was walking. Now I run the game, got the whole world.